Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. A veggie burger, Murph. A veggie burger was more exciting than picking up Kalen Bellage. 69 to 31% Rush Nation, you did us proud. More importantly, you did my wife proud. The vegetarian of my family would be stoked to know that Rush Nation is backing her religion or whatever it is that she's banging on about. Well, the quinoa religion. No, there's no quinoa religion. That is definitely not a thing. Especially, has, she, has, has she a quinoa on toast yet? Has she? Yeah. No, she won't. She's not stupid. Well, I'm sure someone has. Well, if you, no. And if you have, come at us because I'm going to blaze you down. Stupid quinoa on toast. I'm not Listen, having it. Avocado on toast was stupid and now everyone does it. Yeah, because avocado on toast is bad boy. But so is quinoa on toast. No, no, this cannot be a thing. You don't even eat quinoa. I've eaten quinoa. On toast? No. Exactly. Ah, Rush Nation, we're back in the studio. It's getting cold. It's getting to that time of the year. What time of the year is that then? Nearly Christmas. Ah. But we won't mention that. Scrooge. It's loads of time. Till Christmas. You're just wishing around the air. I'm not wishing it away. It's like, what, like six, seven weeks? Seven-ish. Right. So, that's what, 8% of the year? Maybe more? Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be more than that, actually. It's, it's just, I mean, I've got no decorations up, or mainly because, not mainly because, but what do you do with a tree and a one-year-old? Don't ask me. I've only got a four-month-old. Well, I'll tell you what, next Christmas, I will let you know. It's 13%, by the way. 13% of the year you're wishing away. I'm not wishing it away. I'm just saying it's on its way. It's just, yeah, but so summer. Christmas is well, no. This is we're not getting down this <laughs> rabbit hole. An absolute joke. 
Thanksgiving is before Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just saying that's before. There's football then as well. Oh yeah. But you know what's closer? Halloween. Because that was only two weeks ago. Do you want to celebrate that one again? No, not, Thanksgiving's not been, is it? No. Exactly. Come up with the Halloween. whole 362 days away Halloween. <laughs> Reiki. We've got off the rails early doors. That's what we do. That is what we do. How was your uh, How was your football fantasy week, Murph? I haven't done the full deep dive of it. It looked all right on paper. I think we had quite a few wins. Yeah, from the... I mean, we had some wins, we had some losses, no draws, which is good. We had no ties this year. You got a question: Why did Robbie Gold not play? He's injured forever. No, he was just he was he was always a doubt. So yeah, he was always a doubt. So we you know was a bit sneaky and bought a win with Chase McLaughlin, which Davis Matic, just a little throw forward to Thursday's podcast. Agreed with the move. Oh, it's a good move. It's, it's a win, isn't it? It's a dub. They're important at this time of buy year. Buy W's at this point. So Buy W's. Just buy W's. Use real money. Do what you have to. <laughs> yeah. Bribe your league, mate. Uh, Cash is king. Cash. Well, yeah. I mean, Luke in our league is banging on about trades for money. <laughs> is like, he? I'll give you players if you pay me actual money. Like, that is not, that's not how this works, Luke. Yeah, this isn't like Minecraft or... <laughs> Whatever you pay money for these days. Everything, mate. FIFA. Someone was trying to describe to me the other day what uh, FIFA points and like FIFA cards are. And I was like, this just sounds like black market money. So basically what you do is you buy... See, my nephew was trying to explain this to me. There's now three versions of FIFA that you buy. So there's like the basic version of FIFA, which is like 45 quid, 50 quid. Then for 60 quid, you buy the one that's got like fantasy it's got like ultimate team and stuff and then there's a there's an elite like 70 pound one that gives you all these extra players like what extra players are you getting other than the players that exist in real life no no it's for ultimate team the extra players are for like starting of ultimate team why can't i just have like players who play in the game now no you can but the thing is ultimate team is it's you get rubbish players and then you open card packs in order to increase the players in your team so you're telling me that for 70 pounds you buy a video game for 70 pounds and you don't get all the players not for ultimate team no because ultimate teams like an online gaming thing so if me and you played with our starting 11 or 15 or however many it is you might have an overall rating of 80 say and mine might be 79, but if you open a gold pack that gives you a 94 Cristiano Ronaldo, he'll bump up your... I don't really understand... But why can't I just play you as Arsenal? You can on the original. Ultimate so I is... so I can play you, and you're, I'm Arsenal, and you're whoever you want to be, but there's this cyber fantasy game that's effectively like a rubbish version of... Uh, Magic the Gathering. I don't know what that is. Oh, Magic the Gathering is like an old-fashioned card game involved, like... Uh, like a powers. real card game? Yeah. Okay. It's like a fantasy card game. A bit like Pokemon? Uh, better than Pokemon. It was before Pokemon. It's a lot more, like, elite. Um, but basically, you're saying that I have to buy cards that allow me to have... And also, if you buy a card... Or a pack, is it like a digital pack? Yeah. Is this just me being a granddad now? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, so you buy fake cards that give you f- fake players that you can then play against people mm-hmm. 
And then what do you get if you beat these people online? I don't know, because I don't play it. I just know the basic <laughs> principles. See, this is what I mean. This is like a whole new world of, like, yeah. extortion for me. That, that is what it yeah, seems I, like. I Here's how you monetize a game other than charging £70 for it. You're then going to make them buy... You're going to make them buy additional stuff I don't for think a video you, game. I don't think you have to buy packs. Because I've only played Ultimate Team on Madden. And on that one, you don't have to buy the packs. You just get rewarded them. You can buy them but you get rewarded them as you go through the game. It's mad. I, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a game that came out. I want to say 20... But yeah, it must have been about 24 years ago. It's called Championship Manager, right? And basically what it is, is it's just FIFA, but better. (laughs) It's completely different to FIFA. Well, yeah, because you don't actually play the games. you, You manage your team. But effectively, if all you're going to do is get players to play with, you might as well just do that on Championship Manager. And you don't have to... And do you know what? You can buy the older... Ver- in fact, now you can get the older versions. They made them free. So, like, Championship Manager 0102, there's a league out there with a bunch of guys all over the world that have basically made up, like, a league full of all the best players. And they've, t- they've like, manipulated all the data. So they now, like, everyone has, like, a Legends team. But they host it in like the J League in Australia or something, and then they play online and they play against each other with their teams. So that's essentially what Ultimate Team. Right, is. but do you know how much it pays for them to do it? Absolutely nothing, because the game is free. Listen, or it takes a bit of time. Who should we be going at? Who should we having a go at here? The people who make the game, or the fools who go out and buy the cards? The people that make the game. But they're they're ma- exploiting the dreams and hopes of. They're making thirteen-year-old boys and. I don't know. Games were much better in mind. We got well off topic. I'm just oh, on my soapbox about it because I just don't understand. Like my nephew, like he, he. It's all started because my nephew found a. I want to say it's either a fifty p or a two pound coin that was rare, and he sold it for a hundred pounds. His dad basically sold it for a hundred pounds, and he's used it. He's used sixty pounds of it to buy FIFA. And I was like, first of all, I was like, FIFA for 60 quid is ridiculous. Like, what game is 60 quid these days? Every game. For the, that's ridiculous. But like, I've not, owned a, I've not owned a video games console for 10 years. There's no such thing as a base level game anymore. But that, why? Because they know they can charge money for it. Like, if you buy Call of Duty now, and they bring out an expansion, you have to pay for the expansion. But why do you have to buy... But then they bring a new game out. Yeah. So it's basically, they just add, like, different elements of the game... But they just rather than just sell you a game for sixty quid, they sell you part of a game that you're okay with in like its most basic format. But then you can buy loads of extra stuff. Buy Sabuio because <laughs> you got to do the same thing. You got to buy all the teams, but you can probably buy them for like next to nothing now because no one's ever playing them. Yeah, I don't know. Go but, listen. I'll take me back to the nineties. It's much better. Got well off topic. Yeah, apologies. That's right. Talking of being off topic, we need some reviews, Rush Nation. We've had zero reviews in October, and you guys know that giving us a review helps us reach more people, and we want the nation to grow. So hop on your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac, whatever it is, and you've got an Apple iTunes account. Leave us a little five-star review. Thumbs up emoji if that's all you want to give. I think there is a minimum character limit. Well, all right. However many emojis that fill them, whatever you want to give, just let... Us know how you appreciate us. Or if you want to post us questions on there and give us a five star, we'll read them out on the air. And it can be about anything. I'll answer within reason basically something that's not illegal. I'll answer almost anything. 
Like a Reddit fun. AMA, but on an iTunes review. Yeah. Okay. Fantasy football, not fantasy football. Whatever. And keep the language clean so we can read it on the pod, Rush Nation. Yeah, of course. Uh, also, big up to people in Canada. Because we rank in Canada. Damn straight we do. So, I don't understand. Right. We're not even doing um, CFL. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it like not CFL season and then that's why they're, they're tuning in? I don't know. But I don't, I, no, it's got to be the CFL season. No, it is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Big up Canada. We love you. If you if you are in Canada, get in contact. Let us know. Say hi. It'd be nice to connect. We're, we'd like to connect with people. I don't know anyone in Canada, so that would be really nice to meet and talk to someone from Canada. I've met somebody from Canada once. Oh, I've met people from Canada. I'm just no longer in communication with anybody from Canada. Ah, okay. And you would like to reopen up that avenue? Well... We're an international podcast. And I like maple syrup, and if there's black market maple syrup knocking about and you want to sponsor the podcast, then... You know what you can do? This is a genius idea. We can create a video game that involves, like, it's like one of those cookery games, and then what you can do is charge, like, for the ingredients. No, no one's going to pay for that. Well, you say that. People pay for fake players on Ultimate Team on FIFA. So. Well, they're real players. You just, well, they're not. Like, do they come around your house and play the game for you? No, but no player for is 70 ever... quid, I would, I'm not being funny, for 70 quid, I'd want Cristiano Ronaldo around my, around my house playing FIFA as himself. Yeah, no, Cristiano Ronaldo has, has never turned up to someone's house, even on a basic FIFA 94. I know he wasn't on the game then, but that's that, never happened. That wasn't a good FIFA. They got really good around the late 90s. So, like, FIFA 96, 97, 98 were really good. 99 was trash. 2000 was good. I remember 94, this is how nerdy I am. FIFA 94, I believe, had David Ginola on the box. What was his ending to that? It was definitely one of those two players. I'm definitely looking that up right now. On one of the FIFAs, you could run away from the ref before getting booked. Yeah. Are you looking that up? Yeah. Okay. The FIFA 94 cover... You better get this right, Murph. If not for the fact that we haven't talked any fantasy football, and if you're still hanging on and listening, we appreciate. Oh it. no, FIFA '97 was Ginola. I knew '99 was Burkamp. This is great audio. Yeah, no, it is. There isn't a FIFA '94 I can find. 2000 had Sol Campbell. FIFA '95 had different covers, which isn't helpful. Let's do some news. Yeah, let's do that. Fire the cannons, Murph. The Buccaneers have waived cornerback Vernon Hargreaves the third today. Bucks coach Bruce Arian benched the former first-round pick Hargreaves midway through the third quarter against the Cardinals on Sunday. And then Bruce said the corner wasn't hustling to make plays. He was the 11th overall pick for your boys in the 2016 draft. Do you want to know a shocking stat about this 2016 draft? It's when you drafted a kicker. It was when we drafted a kicker in the second round, which wasn't... a. I think at the time it wasn't a terrible pick. I know it's not panned out, but I got... <laughs> you don't forget, this was the year after they moved the uh, extra point back. And he was the best kicker ever to play in... College ball. Yeah, in college football. But now, as a result of this 2016... So, of this move now, as a result, the only player remaining on the Buccaneers roster from the 2016 draft is Ryan Smith. And he's played five snaps this <laughs> Ah, we... now that's what you call a bad draft class. If, if within three years everyone else who you drafted on the roster has gone, and they've all been cut, that's not a great draft class. Do you know what was unique about this draft? It was in Tampa. No, it was Dirk Cutters first as a head coach in the NFL. It doesn't paint a good picture, does it? No, well, 
nodded the next three years he was coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. So yeah, so yeah, it, I mean, this at the end of the day, this isn't the first time Arians has called him out. He called him out in preseason. He called him out at the start of the season. He had a good game against the uh, Panthers week two, but it was coming. He was on a nine point nine million dollar contract next year, fifth year option that was guaranteed against injury. So. What's impressive about this move, and I think really sends a statement, is that he was the most experienced cornerback on the roster. Hmm. So they have now gone with everybody that is on their roster other than Ryan Smith are all first-year, second-year cornerbacks. So they have, they're have they sending a statement to the dressing room that if you're not going to play, you're gone. Yes, sir. Oh man, the Seattle Seahawks won big last night in an overtime win against the San Francisco 49ers, but it came at a cost for both teams. Seahawks lost wide receiver Tyler Lockett with a leg contusion that was bad enough to see him hospitalised. And uh, Pete Carroll said that it was pretty bad with extensive swelling, so fingers crossed Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett is alright. Yeah, I worry about that because it's... It's bad if you have to go to hospital. And you, you go overnight. Like, it's not just a, you've gone in and it's a check. It, that's something fairly serious. Yeah. So, and Pete Carroll kind of admitted as much as uh, severe was the language he used. So that says to me that's quite uh, a serious thing, and I would be surprised if he lines up this week. Oh, 100%. So then, also in that game, Emmanuel Sanders left with, I don't know what it was, knee... It was yeah, knee or ankle or something like that, I believe. Which changed the game and makes the Niners not as potent. But that's coming up in our returning winners and losers section. Falcons running back Devonta Freeman could be out for two weeks with a foot sprain. Brian Hill. Yeah. Fire him up because that's it. That's pretty much... What do you mean not Kenyon Barger? He's yeah. a Super Bowl winner, man. Come on. Show some respect to the fourth choice running back with... Uh, with a ring from the Patriots. All right. No, it's, it's all about Brian Hill. Forget, I forget who mentioned Barnhill, Barnhill, whatever his name is. <laughs> that fool. Barndor. Barndor. Left Can't it open. Horse is gone. Yeah, and that's not great news for the Falcons. Uh, we talked about the Falcons coaching staff changing last week and yeah. whether it wouldn't matter. And then they went out and spanked the Saints. So who would have thought? That new defensive coach has got it going on. It's probably the best bit of coaching. ever. He did none in Tampa. So hats off. There you are. Donald, Jets have still got a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. I guess, mathematically. It's, it's worth noting, at this point in the season, we're 10 weeks in, nobody is officially eliminated from playoff Oh, get out of town, the Bengals must be. No, they're not. <laughs> the AFC is that bad, they're five games behind in the playoff hunt with seven to go. Well, they got a bye. So if they win out and all the results go their way, there is a mathematical chance... That they still make the playoffs. Well, good luck, Cincy. Well, that, but the thing is, if they were in the NFC, they would be eliminated. So actually, chances are that the Redskins, with one win, will be eliminated before the zero win team. That's brilliant. I love that. Because <laughs> the Redskins are six games back in the wild card with seven to play. No, it's not going to happen either. No, of course not. What? This is ridiculous. Andy <laughs> Reid has sat running back LaShawn McCoy in order to manage him the right way. Yeah, I don't get this. Like, no, me either. You, you, you play your best players, surely. Well, 
he was trying to teach him a lesson, and he's not played many snaps in the last few games because of fumbles and Damian Williams. It's been trending that Damian Williams is going to get more of the backfield, and he has done, even though he fumbled on on Sunday. But I don't. It, it's about health and making sure that he's fit. Like if you're seven, if you're eight and one going into this game, or eight and oh, whatever your record is, I'm all right with that kind of move. But they're not. They're what six and four, six and no, they're five and four. So they're five and four. They started the season four and oh. Mm-hmm. Like they are not in a position where they can just give away games. No, definitely not. And you you can't just like you can't just sit there and take opponents for granted. We've just seen that with uh, Indianapolis. We've seen that with with teams that are underestimating other teams and resting players and, and they're losing games. And these are games you cannot afford to lose. So, yeah, I, 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 I think Andy Reid, I mean, he might not have played much in the game anyway, but you might have wanted to change things when Damian Williams fumbled the football. I mm. mean, you know, I just thought it was a strange decision. Yeah. Good decision is that the Philadelphia Eagles have signed star guard Brandon Brooks to a four-year, 56.2 million extension. Becomes the highest paid guard it's a lot of cheddar. It is a lot of cheddar. He could buy a lot of FIFAs with that. Could you reckon he could complete FIFA Ultimate Team with, with that 56 kind of... million? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or do you reckon with the price of inflation and the way that FIFA just seemed to extort money out of children? That... <laughs> I think you probably find that middle-aged men pay more towards FIFA than children do. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of FIFA though. Yeah. But I think when the guard market resets itself in the free agency period that that would seem like decent money yeah definitely Haskins has been named the starter for the Redskins for the rest of the season okay I mean I take this with a pinch of salt (laughs) do you remember the last time we heard that somebody was going to start for the rest of the season his name is Josh Rosen what's he doing now he's benched well he came in for a series when Ryan Fitzpatrick was forced to go into the concussion protocol, which he stormed out about five minutes later. <laughs> Get off me, I'm all right. <laughs> Should have loved. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they, they invested highly in him, didn't they? So I suppose it makes sense to see what they've got for the rest of the season. Yeah, I would say uh, you can sit down your Terry McLaurins. He's probably not going to do anything now for the rest of the season. So. Poor scary. It's a shame. Yeah. Shermer is absolutely not going to shut down Saquon Barkley, even though he's done not a lot recently. Do you know that in the two wins that the Giants have had this year, he's had 12 touches combined. In the two games? <laughs> in the two games. <laughs> One was Tampa and he got injured. That's madness. <laughs> 12 touches. Yeah. So basically, they've what? won more games. Well, no, because he was out for games. It basically just doesn't look good. Shermer is a guy now I think he's got to be on the hot seat, isn't he? That has to be. Absolutely has to be. On a segue then, because we love a segue on the show, who are the coaches right now who you think will not be back next season? Oh, this is not a great question. Coaches, I don't think. So, I think Cliff Kingsbury's done enough to turn that one round. Yep. Brian Flores is going to win himself to get him fired. (laughs) No, I, I don't think he will. I think he's got the but, safest job in football outside of Bill Belichick. I think that and Andy Reid. Yeah. Uh, oh. What about Adam Gaze? 
See, I don't think he's going to get sacked, but I think he should. <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's got to go. Uh, Bengals chap. Moore? Who? Oh, uh, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. I always get Zach Moore and Zach Taylor mixed up. Yeah, Zach Taylor. I know it's his first year and everything, but they've done absolutely nothing to I mean, show me. I mean, to be 0-9 at this stage is pretty poor. Yeah. Considering Andy Dalton started the season throwing the ball all over the place. We'll come back to that later. Yes, there's another segue for you, Rush Nation. Yeah. So I think I think he is borderline. I, but they don't sack coaches, so I think he might be all That's right. That's true, they don't. So I think the coaches, I think, are gone. You think Fangio's still in trouble? No, Fangio's all right. I think Fangio will be fine. I think you're looking at uh, Dan Quinn at the Falcons. I think gone. Even after their win? It doesn't matter. You've got two wins. That's true. I think he is gone. It doesn't matter what they do. He'd have to win out. He'd have to win out to keep his job. I think any defeat and he is gone. Um, So I would say he's probably gone. I would say... I mean, the Redskins job, Bill Callahan's not keeping that. So that's effectively an open job so that's likely to be one uh who else is there Shermer Shermer could go Garrett's gonna go do you reckon 100% I'm gonna call it right now Rush Nation I do not think the Dallas Cowboys make the playoffs well here's here's my logic they're five and four they started the season three and oh beating the Skins the Dolphins and the Giants. It's a tough start to the season. Right, yeah. They have since, in their two remaining wins, have beaten the Giants again and the Eagles, who were so banged up they didn't put out any secondary. Like, I was on call to go and play in that game. That's how close they were to not having anyone fit the play. <laughs> so, and if you've seen me, you know I, I can't play corner. So, it's a ridiculous statement, but... Jump balls, you might be all right. Yeah, you know, swap them away. I'd give away a lot of PI calls, I think. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if you don't stuff them with the line, <laughs> yeah, get past clothesline. <laughs> it's worth the same yardage whether you tap them or whether you clothesline them. So you might as well take the heavier hit. Um, yeah, that's who. That is that is the sole total of their wins. And let's not forget they lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. And they basically any time they play someone half decent. They just double cover uh, Amari Cooper. They've stopped throwing the ball to Zeke for whatever reason. They've just decided that is not a thing anymore. So you take Cooper out of the game and they don't throw the ball to Zeke. What are they going to do? It's Randall Cobb or Michael Gallup, who are both perfectly good wide receivers, but they're not Amari Cooper or Zeke Elliott. No, definitely not. Jason Garrett is a terrible coach and... He is, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending how you want to view it, is going to lose his job. I'd almost guarantee it at this stage. Wowzers, that's big time news right here. Yeah. So Todd Gurley had his most productive game since the season opener, but didn't see a single touch in the fourth quarter of the narrow loss to the Steelers. Sean McVay attributed it to the Rams running back rotation. They're a team that should not be on television for the rest of the year. And we will move on. Fire the cannons, Bucks coach Bruce Arian. Oh, we covered this already. Oh, Sorry. You've put it in twice. Well, that's because it was in, and then Hargreaves got cut. And then I moved it up because it was just happening. In other Fire the Cannons news, we've got a new Buccaneers helmet on the desk. This is 
slowly turning into some sort of Buccaneers drip fest. It was an opportunity to... No, mate, I love it. It's an alternate helmet and it's sitting in front of me looking pretty. Yeah. So, seeing as the you can't see us, this is an audio... We'll take some pictures and put it on the pod. All right. On, on the Twitterverse. Yeah. Cleveland coach Freddie Kitchens is not wavering on his message intended with benching Antonio Callaway. Yeah, so he benched Antonio Callaway. He would not say why. It was a team issue. Uh, more likely a personal issue. Reading between the lines... I reckon it's either something to do with breaking curfew or potentially being around influence. He's had a lot of uh, drug issues when he was at Florida and also in his early year, last season with the with the Browns. So he is a very questionable character. Professional. Well, I think get, he's got, well, you can have good morals. and Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'd, I'd rather say he's, he's not the most professional uh, football player you'll ever see. Was he a Gator so, then? Yeah. Yeah. He was a good player. Like, really good player for the Gators. He just, he always, uh, he, he just, you know, bad influences. Um, I think he got done for, uh, I think he failed a drugs test while driving. Nice. Uh, well, so, nice, yeah, but... so he, I, he's been benched and um, I believe uh, Freddie Kitchen says, let's hope he learns from it. But he didn't sound overly confident. So, ah, okay. Trent Williams' season with the Redskins has come to an end. Washington have put the left tackle on the reserve non-football injury list on Thursday. That last Thursday, yeah, before the weekend's games. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's a big move. Well, there's a big thing going on there. He, uh, Trent Williams came out early part of last week and says that he has um, he'd be diagnosed with cancer in his head so he had a growth and he is saying that the Washington Redskins doctors kept telling him he was fine when actually he then got a second opinion from somebody else and basically he had a growth a cancerous growth on the top of his head for six years so he has a personal grievance hence why he sat out for the season or he held out so he held out until after minutes after the trade deadline then he came back to get his eligibility, but he there apparently are issues with regards to helmet and whether that is causing issues with this potential growth. And I don't know whether the Redskins are doing this so that they don't have to pay him because they're not paying him. So when you go on the um, non-football injury list, that's not a requirement that you need to pay somebody because effectively it's not a football issue. So if you get injured in the building or on the field in practice, anything to do with the team, if you're on a team day out, even if you get injured um, on the bus, you take a slip. Because you're in a team facility, you are then the team are obligated to pay your wages because you've been injured in the sport or to do with the game. Whereas if it's a non-football injury, such as uh, we've heard of players get injured in car accidents, that have got nothing to do with them going to or from the facility or whatever, then the the team aren't liable to pay their wages Dang. because they've. It's basically not the not the team's fault that they have gotten injured. So I, I then, guess, yeah. And then therefore the team will either pay. They have the op. They can do it though. They can pay for the player. They could. So you'll have people if it's a car accident, and it's not the player's fault, they'll probably pay. 
portion of the wages or, or the wages or they'll do something. Yeah. There's some form of insurance that uh, means that someone will pay it out. But if it's something like you've gone skiing, when it's explicitly in your contract not to go skiing because you're at risk of injury, and then you tear your ACL, they they won't pay. That's fair. I mean, it's understandable. But in this instance, I feel like they should pay him. Yeah, especially if it... Six years is a long time. Yeah, so he's got a big problem with, with the football team, and it, it, it's going to end one way or the other this summer, I believe. Right, Rush Nation, it's time for the end of the news, and that's the Matt Nagy obvious corner, Murph. Yeah, Matt Nagy came out with another doozy this week. Never fails to, to disappoint me. So he was asking about tra- uh, Danny Trevathan. Have you seen this image? Danny Trevathan's arm. Trevathan's, oh yeah, Trevathan. Yes. Horrendous. Right, really bad. Basically, his, arm, his elbow is like bent completely the wrong way on the floor. So he was basically asked in the press conference um, about how he is and what the likely sort of prognosis is for him. And Nagy responded with, yeah, it not real pretty. Cheers, Matt. Stick a plaster on it, son. You'll be fine. <laughs> it doesn't look like he's going to return this year. Well, if he does, like something's not right with that kid because makes me feel queasy. Just I don't do well with injury photos. <laughs> no, it's definitely not not something you want to be focusing on or, or seeing too much. Um, there is one bit of news that before we we move on, if um, which I talked about this yesterday on the pod, but. I know some people maybe don't pay attention to the waiver wire pod because they don't need to pick anyone up or it's a very thin wire. And it's, um, you know, the NFL community lost uh, a really good guy over the weekend, a guy called Steve Rains, uh, who was a co-host on the Kickers Matter podcast. And I don't think you've ever met him. I, I'd never met him, but we interacted. We play in some leagues with him and we chatted with him. I chatted a lot of him through the draft and his desire to get like... Uh, Nikhil Harry, I remember doing a mock draft that had Nikhil Harry going to the Patriots at the end of round one. And he was like, yeah, that's exactly the pick I think is going to happen. And he was like, really for it. But he's really interactive, really good. You had quite a lot of interactions with him. Yeah, I did well. a couple of pods with him for when I guessed it on KM. So That's right, yeah. Yeah. Sad, sad news. Yeah, really sad news. Lost a battle with cancer. Um, I'm sure there's going to be something to either support his family or to um, support cancer research or something like that. Um, There is a draw. We've retweeted it out a couple of times. I'll retweet it out again tonight. We have donated. uh, It's to win a a Derwin James jersey, signed jersey. Um, I'm going to say this right now, that if we win this jersey, I'm going to let Jack re-raffle it to raise more money 100 percent um for the cause so if we if our name is pulled out um i'm gonna just let i'm not like jack can just reopen the drawer and, and just that's just hope and i think a couple of i think the long snapper podcast i think they were the ones who originally suggested that um so it wasn't originally our idea but it's a great reason to do it so i think if um you know if we win it randomly then we'll just ask for it to be redrawn. And if we redraw it four, five, six times and just raid a load of money for it, then happy days. But I think there might be something else that we do uh, as well. But it was really, really, I was really gutted. Not, even though it's not someone I've met, such a well-known guy in the community and really nice, well-respected person. And, and when you do these pods and you speak to other people who do podcasts, it's not like a rivalry thing. We don't, 
we don't try and go out and, and beat everyone. It's not competitive. Everyone just gets to know each other and we go on each other's pods and we chat and we get to know each other and we play in leagues and and, and all sorts. So it's just, you know, I was really gutted um, for him, for his family, for uh, for Jack, who, you know, we know reasonably well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just, again, passing on condolences to his family and to, to those guys. They're going to do a pod on Thursday. Uh, I think it comes out. Uh, it's going to be about Steve. And, you know, even if you've never heard Steve, never listened to the podcast, download the Kickers Matters podcast on, on Thursday and just listen to how great this guy was and, and everything he did. So, um, yeah, you'll be, you'll be missed, Steve. 100%. Right, Murph, it's time for your weekly injury report. Yes. A little thinner this week. Well, that's good news. I, only because there's people that like have ended their season and therefore I've kind of just like... Well, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, so we just thought we'd... Uh, we like thin injury lists. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not it's not completely thin, but it is thinner. So I'll rattle through these pretty quickly. Um, Matt Stafford has got a uh, transverse pr- process fracture. It's basically like a crack in his back. <laughs> he is uh, questionable for week 11. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has got an MCL sprain. He's questionable for week 11. I thought he'd go last... Oh, I didn't think he'd go last week. I do think he'll go this week. Case Keenum has a concussion, but he's not going to play anyway, so it doesn't matter. James Connor has got an AC sprain. He's questionable. I'm hearing more news that he could potentially go this week. Benny Snell is out with his uh, arthroscopic knee surgery. Uh, Devonta Freeman is out uh, for what it seems. He's not officially listed as out with a foot ankle injury, but he's out. Uh, Chase Edmonds with that left hamstring strain is uh, doubtful. Again, I don't think he's going to go this week. Ty Johnson, concussion. He's questionable at the moment. I don't think he goes. Anyone that gets a concussion, I, I've never really seen anyone come back mm. the following week and play. Uh, Chris Thompson is still doubtful with a toe injury. I feel like he's had that for a million and a half years. Well, to be fair, he's got 10 toes. So If he gets a different toe injury every week, yeah. I think he's been on the injury report for over 10 weeks now, or close to 10 weeks now. But maybe it's like the Golden Gate Bridge. You start painting one end, and by the time you get to the other, <laughs> you go back and start. So maybe he just, he was like, oh, I've done all 10, that's it, my toe injury. Oh, I've stubbed it on the shower. And... Superb. I'm just saying, there's a possibility. Chris Thompson, sort your life out. Uh, Jordan Wilkins has got left ankle injury. He is questionable for week 11. Adam Phelan is questionable with that hamstring strain. Don't come back if you are not back. And 100%. T.Y. Hilton is out week 11. Interesting stat about Indianapolis Colts and T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. The Indianapolis Colts have never won a game in which T.Y. Hilton has not started since they've drafted him. That cannot be true. They're 0-7 or 0-8, something like that. So if T.Y. doesn't go, the Colts are losing? Yeah. As proven when they lost to the Dolphins on Sunday. Wow. There you go. What a stat that is. Boom. Put that on the streets. Don't need to. We've, we've gone bigger this week. Oof. Paris Campbell is also out with a hand fracture. AJ Green, questionable, let's be honest, he's out uh, with an ankle injury. Um, sounds like a rib injury. I wrote this down and completely forgot what his injury was <laughs> earlier. That's terrible, isn't it? Uh, rib injury he's got, so he is questionable for next week. Dee Westbrook is probably going to play. That shoulder neck injury, I think he's someone, if you've got him, uh, you should be playing him this week. Shepard is on bye this week. Uh, Brandon Cooks is out with concussion. Don't think you'll see either of those players back anytime soon. Will Fuller is doubtful with hamstring strain. Corey Davis is on bye. Does it really matter? Is he even fantasy relevant these days? Who even knows? Uh, George Kittle, knee, ankle soreness is questionable. Austin Hooper is extremely doubtful. 
uh, with a left knee sprain for the leading tight end in the league. Uh, Evan Ingram is on bye. He's got a left foot sprain. Who knows if he comes back week 12. Delaney Walker is also on bye with an ankle injury. He's been out for a few weeks. Chris Herndon, your boy, I think he is cooked for the season. He's got mm-hmm. a rib fracture now. It seems to be a different injury that's coming out every couple of weeks. That boy is cooked for this season and maybe beyond. Matt Lacoste is questionable with a knee injury. Vernon Davis has got a concussion. He's had this now for eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, long time. I mean, that's a I long should, concussion. I, I mean, it's not as long as Jordan Davis's, who's been out since the beginning of the season, and he's still listed as out with a concussion. I've stopped putting him on the list because it's just like, you know, he's out. Jordan Davis doesn't play anymore. Jordan Reed, not Jordan, Jordan Davis. You've confused the two because they're one in the same concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they share concussions. <laughs> Maybe they both got concussed, like hitting each other on the head or something. I don't know. I think what it is is Chris Thompson is kicking them in the head. There you go. And that's why he's got totally there. Whatever happens at Redskins camp stays at Redskins camp. <laughs> Jeff Hoyerman from Denver has got a knee injury. He is also questionable. Again, doesn't really matter because you've got Noah fan. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Come on, Georgie Kittle and Austin Hooper. I was flying away in the Listener Auction League and Austin Hooper's gone down. Oh, well. Yeah. Fire up your Luke Stocker. I need to get a waiver bid in. (laughs) (laughs) Remind me before we leave the studio, Murph. Yeah, sure. Okay, Rush Nation, it's got to that time of the week where we do your start sits. Starting at the quarterback, we've got our boy Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills takes on the Dolphins, and then Jimmy G, handsome Jimmy G, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Yep, where would you like me to start? Wherever you want to start with the podcast favourite. Josh Allen? Yep. The GOAT. (laughs) Josh Allen taking on uh, Miami this week. Miami are the ninth worst team against uh, quarterbacks fancy quarterbacks they're giving up 20.5 points a game Miami have given up uh, 22 touchdowns to quarterbacks this season and uh, yeah at the moment they're giving up basically that works out to be 2.44 TDs a game um, and they've only got six interceptions this year um, they're also giving up 254 passing yards a game Josh Allen has had a bit of a tough time but we know he's got some wheels uh, I fancy him to get a rushing touchdown. If you play in one of those leagues that, and this is a really important distinction, if you play in a league that has six points for a rushing touchdown and four points for a passing touchdown, Josh Allen is definitely the guy to pick up this week because I do think he gets in on the ground. He scored two rushing touchdowns at the weekend and I think he gets another one this week. So um, those extra points just come in handy. If you think about it this way, the difference between him throwing a touchdown and him running a touchdown in those types of league is basically the equivalent of 50 yards passing. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's a lot. Yeah. So that's why it's quite an important distinction. So he doesn't have to get, especially in a league where it's four point passing and six point rushing, because he doesn't need 300 yards because he can go away with 240, 250 and he'll make the difference up on the ground. Um, Jimmy G. Uh, this is a cake matchup for him. Arizona are the worst team in the league against uh, quarterbacks from a, a fantasy football perspective. They have given up a whopping 25 touchdowns. That's two and a half touchdowns a game. And they only have four interceptions on the year. And that's because they doubled up last weekend. They got two against Winston. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so basically, if they didn't play Jameis Winston, they'd only have two, touch, uh, two interceptions this year, which is uh, pretty terrible. So... They're also giving up, if this wasn't bad enough, 305 passing, <laughs> passing yards a game. 
Ooh, Jimmy G. <laughs> so Jimmy G is, and you know he's he's gonna he's got a loss of weapons, but I still think he's gonna uh, have a good day. So he's he sh- definitely someone I would. He should do all right against the cards. Well, I think everyone does well against the cards, really. So. Yeah, unless you're yeah. playing in Vegas, and then no one does well against the cards. Definitely not. Running backs, another bill is Devin Singletary, again, at the Dolphins, and then David Montgomery at the Rams. Yeah, so um, basically fire up Bill's weapons everywhere. Um, I really like a, a Bill stack this week. So Miami are the sixth worst team uh, on defense against uh, running backs. They're giving up 28.7 points a game to the collective running backs. Uh, in a in a single game, they've given up ten uh, touchdowns, six receiving, and four uh, passing. They give up uh, a fair amount of yards. Frank Gore is he, he's not completely irrelevant in this league in in that team yet, but he's he's pretty close. And you know, Singletary is getting more and more work every single game. He gets more and more work. He didn't have necessarily the best game on Sunday, but it was a much difficult, much more difficult matchup to what he's facing this week. So. I really like Singletree as a, as a pay this week. I think he's someone who could do uh, rather well for you. And then the next one is Montgomery against the Rams. Now, the Rams aren't bad defensively. You know, they, they don't give up uh, really, really big plays. They're giving up 22 fantasy points a game uh, as a collective, but there really isn't anyone else. They've just cut Mike Davis, who they signed in the summer uh, after playing, I think it was like 11 snaps or, or he made 11 carries. or something. Basically, he'd done nothing. And you so you got Cohen, who's like the Swiss Army knife, who's not going to get. He'd be the receiving back. So it, the Rams just aren't very good at the moment. They're just they're, they're not very good. They're really on edge of whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. They're another team who, are, on current form, I can't see how they get five wins. No. So at, at this moment in time, I think if the Bears and the Bears haven't done well offensively, but if they can just do what they did against. Uh, Detroit at the weekend get ahead they'll just use Montgomery to just control the game and I think he gets a lot of work Um, again the other thing to consider with the Rams they've given up eight uh, touchdowns to running backs this season Hmm. so six on the ground two in the air so um, I do fancy them to to give up another score to uh, Montgomery this week right time for the wide receivers Mohamed Sanu the Patriots wide receiver at the Philadelphia Eagles and then another bill, John Brown, again at the Dolphins. Yeah, so funny enough, this is probably the the, the Dolphins' uh, half-decent area of covering. Uh, they're ranked 18th against wide receivers, uh, 55, uh, 35.3 points a game they give to wide receivers. Uh, however, they are giving up 14 touchdowns, which is uh, tied with a couple of other teams. And it's only behind Tampa Bay, the Jets and Minnesota in terms of touchdowns allowed uh, to wide receivers this year. So, uh, again, you're looking at John Brown there. He's a, he's their heavy target. And Cole Beasley, I, I quite like both this week. Cole Beasley was in the waiver wire. So, I just think fire up any one offensively uh, for the Bills. And then you've got uh, Philadelphia here who are just they're struggling at the cornerback position in the secondary. They've had injuries. They're just not seeming to get a groove on at all. They're actually ranked worse than Miami. Uh, they're giving up their 39.2 fantasy points a game as a defense. And they've given up 14 touchdowns, but two of them are rushing. Um, and they've given up 12 in the air to uh, wide receivers. So again, I think it's just open season 
if you look at the receiving talent there is in New England, it's not outstanding. Sanu caught one in his first game uh, in a loss to the Ravens, and I fancy him to get in again. So, yeah, quite like Sanu this week. I think he can have a, a pretty decent week. He he seems to be quite a, uh, a solid addition to that team. 100%. And then tight ends, we've got Greg Olsen against the Falcons and Jared Cook versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I, when I write the column, I'm probably not even going to put tight ends in because I think if you've got a tight end who is fit, they should probably start. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably easier to talk about the, the sits. I think Olsen's come off a good game. Olsen's going to give you what he's going to give you. If you've got Olsen, he's your only tight end. There isn't anyone on the waiver wire this week who is going to be better than Greg Olsen. And the same goes with Jared Cook. Jared Cook's uh, actually increasing in volume. Uh, week on week and Tampa Bay are the second worst team in the NFL uh, when it comes to giving um, points up against tight ends so I mean Atlanta aren't terrible they're ranked 11th but in all actuality it's it's kind of like a reach I think unless you've got it's easier to talk about players who I wouldn't play at the tight end position than players would because I'd start almost anyone Fair play. Right then, you just talk about sits. Let's talk about sitting quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield against the Pittsburgh Steelers, whose defense is absolutely legit. The Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, let's get this right. I think if your quarterback is playing Pittsburgh and they're not Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Tom uh, Brady. I wouldn't even put Tom Brady in that bracket. Drew, I wouldn't even put Drew Brees in that bracket. I think there's maybe five, six quarterbacks. Okay. Um, yeah. I'd put Winston in there. He, he can always have a bad game, but he beats himself. He doesn't... Um, you That's know. such a bad thing to say, isn't well, it? But it is. He beats himself. <laughs> like he, doesn't, he doesn't get beaten through amazing plays. He, he throws the ball away and, and, and this and that. <laughs> Baker Mayfield doesn't look good. Do you know, Sunday is the first game all season he's had where he's thrown more than one touchdown. He threw two. So he's not a guy who's on form, he's on confidence. If you've still got Baker Mayfield, for whatever reason, you probably should have dropped him by now. Uh, there's better options. Um, so the Pittsburgh D has been right up there in the last five games uh, alongside San Fran and New England in terms of takeaways. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick has five interceptions and there's a stat about him in the streets. Oh, bring on the streets. And then the other quarterback not to play this, Jared Goff. Well, I just think Jared Goff is droppable. I just think you just drop him. I don't know. Again, he's another player. I don't know why he's uh, on people's lineups. Uh, I've got a... Well, no, I'll talk about this now, actually. I don't have any streets. So, here's some stats from the last 17 games. You do have him in your winners and losers, though, Murph. Yeah, but I'll talk about it now. All right. So, Jared Goff in his last 17 games has 18 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and 17 fumbles. I'm going to compare that with two other quarterbacks. Okay. Right? See if you can guess who this is. In his last 17 games, he's got 19 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and 5 fumbles. And there's a lot of talk about whether or not he'll keep his starting job for the rest of the season and maybe moving forward. Well, that's thrown me. Um... I don't, I don't know. It's a pretty equal comparison. He came in the same draft class as Goff. Carson Wentz? No. no. I'm out then. Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah, but he's, he's Mitch not Mitch Trubisky's great. got more touchdowns, less interceptions, and less fumbles. Now, here's another quarterback who has lost his job. 
25 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 7 fumbles in his last 7 games. Mm, who's lost their job? My, my mind has gone completely blank. They're 0-9. Andy Dalton? Yeah. Oh, poor so Andy. you have Andy Dalton, who has thrown 25 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 7 fumbles, and has lost his job. And then you have Jared Goff, who's thrown 18 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and 17 fumbles in his last 17 games, and has been paid $160 million. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, shocking. Don't play him. Uh, Running backs. Sony Michelle against the Eagles, and David Johnson against San Fran. Yeah, so in terms of Sony Michelle... I've been worried about him the last couple of weeks. So I I put him as a sit against uh, the Ravens, and rightfully so. He he wasn't brilliant in that game. But Philadelphia are very good against the run. They've only given up six touchdowns this season. We know they do a bit of committee work. I fancy James White to maybe get some work in there. Uh, but they're giving up less than 100 yards a game to uh, running backs as a collective. So I don't really like that matchup. Um, they're very susceptible in the air. And less susceptible on on the ground, and then uh, David Johnson, I think, is just done. I just think he's he is done. I I'd go as far to say that David Johnson is probably droppable. Okay, I, I, no, I, 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 I watched I, him run on the weekend, and he looked like Quasimodo from. <laughs> He looked like Cosimodo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. He, he looks like he's he looks like he's running in treacle with a boulder on his back, and he's completely forgotten the mechanics of how to run as a human being in a straight line. And there ain't no Esmeralda in this story. There, there definitely is. I, I tell you now, I think as soon as Chase Evans is fit, he'll line up purely as a receiver. Um, and can you I, do- I tell you now, I'm out next season. I'm not drafting him. Okay. He's yeah. already like I, he's he goes into my until we get to the sixth round. I cannot invest in him. Welcome to Leonard Fournette. Fournette he is territory. in Leonard Fournette country for me. Which, by the way, I know he's got yards and everything, but he's not scored any this season. No, he hasn't. Right then, wide receivers Alshon Jeffrey against the Patriots because the Patriots D is legit, yeah. and Stefan Diggs against the Denver Broncos because he'll see a whole load of Chris Harris. I'm 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 just guessing at your that's pretty much it so how many touchdowns do you think that the new england are giving up to wide receivers this year i should know this from lockdown um i'm gonna go with two correct yes one in the air one on the ground i didn't know there was a ground one yeah. gonna... they've actually given up more yards to wide receivers on the ground than any other team in the nfl 170 which isn't a lot um, but they have given up a score to a wide receiver on the ground. I tell you, the streets are absolutely popping off tonight, man. So, yeah, uh, I don't like that matchup at all. And he's not firing. He's not making grabs. Um, and you're right, Chris Harris is entirely the reason um, why you should be sitting uh, Stefan Diggs. I'm working off the the idea that there is no um, Adam, Adam Phelan. So as a fact that there's no Adam Phelan, you take Diggs out of the game like the... Cowboys tried to do, but it's not effectively. Well, they did. You just run the ball with with Dalvin Cook, and that's effectively what how you're going to beat. That's how they're going to beat the, the Broncos if they do beat them on on the weekend. So um, I just don't see Diggs having a, a big day. No, completely agree. And then tight ends. You talked about sitting them. OJ Howard of the Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints, and then TJ Hawkinson, Lions rookie tight end against the Dallas Cowboys. 
Yeah, I, I just don't like either matchup really. Uh, OJ Howard, I know he's got in at the weekend, but Arizona are dreadful against uh, the tight ends. And then when it comes to TJ Hawkinson, again, he's not really been uh, that good this season. And, and I know Dallas are giving up touchdowns to, to tight ends, but it, there's a possibility it's Jeff Driscoll throwing the ball. And if Jeff Driscoll throwing the ball, I don't want anyone really. <laughs> like, I, you, you start Jones and Golladay because you have to start Jones and Golladay. But, I mean, he's not terrible, but he can't sustain four personnel in that offense. So Danny Amendola and... Uh, Hawkinson for me just become very very difficult to to get any work out of but even then the only people on the waiver wire who I think can do anything just this week alone it's probably Darren Fells Luke Stocker if if Hooper is hurt and and I'm probably done that is probably it because Hollister is on by um rep whatever his name is Ellison, uh, Ellison is on by there's not a lot out there. Noah Fant, if he's on there, I'd play Noah Fant over 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 these two. So, tight ends is a very weird um, position right now. Um, to the to the point that at the tight end position, just looking at the scoring in PPR, Hunter Henry's missed half a season. Is eighth. Um, Darren Fells is tenth. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just it's just pretty. Will Disley, who has only played six games, is fourteenth, and he's only just behind Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, who has played every game this season, has just gone above Will Disley this week, which is just shocking. So yeah, that's mad. Yeah, it is. Wowzers! Right, yeah. Murph, it's time for winners and losers. That's right, Rush Nation. We've bought it back, mainly because we completely forgot we ever did it. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what happens when you've done nearly 150 podcasts. Yeah, you forget that there's segments out there that we haven't done. So, would you like to go first or second? I I will go second. Okay, I'll do my loser first. That's because we've mentioned them, and that is the San Francisco 49ers and Seattle Seahawks both losing their alpha wide receivers in the same matchup, which is bad news for both teams as they were trending in the right direction. Yeah, the Hawks beat the Niners, but somebody was always going to beat the Niners. Let's be honest, they weren't going undefeated for the season and it's a shame to see two of the red hot teams in the NFL losing their best receivers so hope you get well soon Lockett and Sanders and then my winner is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and it's purely because I think I have him as my quarterback in my home dynasty league both home dynasty leagues actually and he's like he's playing Madden at the moment like his rushing touchdown from the weekend was if you haven't seen it just go and watch that because standalone is unreal. But Lamar Jackson is currently on pace to beat Patrick Mahomes' fantasy season points-wise last season. So last season, Mahomes had 417.1 points. And he's, uh, sorry, Jackson's currently on pace to beat 422.5 fantasy points. So, you know, it's only five points, but it's considering you drafted him so late and you drafted Mahomes so high I think you won in the draft there and then a couple of stats here just because I think they are incredible for his first 16 career starts Lamar Jackson has 13 wins compared to Patrick Mahomes is 12 rushing yards Lamar Jackson has 1258 whereas Ladanian Tomlinson has 1236 there's mental considering he's a quarterback 
Pass, uh, passer rating, Jackson has a 94.4. Passer rating, Brady had a 90.1. Yards per attempt, Lamar Jackson 7.6. Aaron Rodgers 7.5. And then completion percentage, this is mental. Through his first 16, I appreciate the guy I'm going to mention has got better. But Lamar Jackson is currently at 63%. And Drew Brees is at 61. I'm going to asterisk this slightly. I, I like Lamar Jackson, don't get me wrong. No, I, I, Worthy MVP candidate. Mm. In the discussion right now, but let's preface this a little bit by saying that he played the Dolphins when they just got rid of everybody with a brand new head coach with no players. The Dolphins that we've got now in week ten are not the same Dolphins that we've got in week that we had in week one, and they've just beaten the Bengals, who are arguably one of the worst teams to have played football. So in, in his schedule, he's had a lot of puff games that, don't get me wrong, he has heavily exploited. But his stats are slightly inflated given the fact he has played two of the worst teams that we have seen put on the field in the last 10 years, which none of those guys got. And I think that's my only... He and Listen, he beat the, he beat the Patriots, so he, he, he's earned respect. I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm not saying he's overrated. But when we're doing a stats comparison compared to how other people have done... Oh yeah, he's, he's had a cakewalk. He has of had some cakewalk. Oh no, no one. No and doubt. listen, he's made it rain, and like credit where it's due. A good, you see, good players and good teams hammer poor teams, and and don't just struggle through. And and like you, there is a marginal element of respect. Well, there's more than a marginal. It's a real element of respect for that. But if the Damien Tonneson was playing the Dolphins and the Bengals, <laughs> yeah, no, he'd have more yards. If if Drew Brees had those on his schedule, he'd have completed more passes. I think that's my only. No, I feel you. I feel you. I think my favourite stat is that he's currently the eleventh best running back in the league in rushing. Yards. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is just that is just nuts when you when you put it that way. That he is effectively an RB one on his own. I mean, that to me is the most impressive stat yeah. over the comparisons to other people. I, I just my only problem when you compare other people is is the schedules and the people they're playing against and, and, and all that sort of thing. What would they have been if they were exactly the same? Yeah, no, I feel, I feel you, I feel you. Right, Murph, you'll go, go on then. Um, my loser mentioned already, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is... Um, <laughs> he's just put in a position right now where that offensive line is terrible. But they weren't the sole reason why they lost the game, and I think that's really important. That He just is shot at the moment. He just doesn't look good I mean to be throwing 18 touchdowns and 17 interceptions and 17 fumbles if we were talking about other quarterbacks in this league there'd be heavy pressure for them to be dropped that's so bad and and that's what I mean you can't be in 18 in 17 games having 18 touchdowns 17 interceptions 17 fumbles like any other any other player in the league there'd be calls that this person would should be dropped there'd be memes and everything about them I, I, I almost think that there is this thing about a team in LA needs to succeed that he's getting a bit of a pass and I, or the offensive line is terrible. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks with terrible offensive lines. Uh, Andy Dalton this season has not benefited from a good offensive line and he has been benched. Jameis Winston has thrown countless amounts of interceptions this season and his office line, offensive line is also terrible. I don't think... I mean... <laughs> I don't know what he is doing right now to even... I mean, Blake Bortles is behind him. That's the only reason he's got a job. If it was a competent young quarterback behind him, 
I just am severely worried about the Rams and, and Jared Goff. And the winners are uh, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin. When Minka Fitzpatrick went to uh, the Steelers for a first-round pick and a couple of other picks, I think everyone thought they'd lost their minds. I think everyone looked at them and went, what is wrong with you? That's good player, but that's a big price, and you're going to be picking in the top five. Like, you, Do you understand what you're trading? The, on Sunday, they moved into the sixth seed in the playoffs. So they're five and four. Mm. And Minka Fitzpatrick is arguably the defensive MVP right now. A just incredible trade. And Mike Tomlin, for me, if he gets into the playoffs, I don't care who goes on and wins it. He's coach of the year. Because he's doing it with... And I, I made fun of him for the way that he's coaching Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, I don't know what is going on, but it, he doesn't look good. He just doesn't look terrible. He's not throwing away games, which you have to give a, a, a modicum of credit to. But Mike Tomlin has basically built a team that says, I'm going to send a QB out there to try and get us one or two offensive scores and hope that my defense scores and takes us over the top. But they're, they're, their magic number in a game offensively is 17 points. They're trying to win a game by scoring 17 points because they don't think they're going to concede 17 points. And it's great coaching to get the best out of that and to t- trade for a player who is... I can't think of a better in-season trade other than someone I'm going to mention on the streets in a second. Yeah. That's a good move. Great move. They got slated, but um, I guess we can start the streets with, with Mink Fitzpatrick because he's there. Bloop, 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 bloop. Fire it up, Murph. So with two touchdowns this season, Mink Fitzpatrick has more touchdowns than these uh, offensive stars and several others. Odell Beckham Jr. Not surprised. Leonard Fournette. Surprised. Devontae Adams. Surprised. <laughs> Devontae Adams does not have a touchdown this season. He's missed a few games. But he still doesn't have a touchdown. He will. That's crazy. Oh, please, Adams. Uh, since joining the Dallas Cowboys in week nine in 2018, Amari Cooper has 13 receiving touchdowns, which is more than any other player in the NFL over that span. He good. Yeah, that's shocking, right? I just thought I could believe it. Um, a key difference in the Browns' offense plus win on Sunday was their passing efficiency. So Baker Mayfield had his shortest time to throw all season at 2.21 seconds, which is the second shortest by QB this season. Um, that's powered by next-gen stats. And then Patrick Mahomes, did you see this with his jump pass yes. to McCole Hardman? So he had three rushes within two yards of him at the, at the time. And when he threw that ball to McCole Hardman for the 63-yard touchdown... Harmon reached 21.87 miles per hour, which is the fastest touch by a Chiefs player this season, and fast enough to outrun Adoree Jackson at 20.93 miles per hour. I don't Again, understand according how... to the next-gen stats. How do people run that fast? I don't understand. Mental. This stat will blow your mind. So Jameis Winston recorded his sixth game-winning drive on Sunday, which doesn't sound like a lot. He's been in the league four years and it's his sixth game winning drive yep however there have been 12 instances where he has put the Buccaneers ahead in the final four minutes where the Buccaneers defense has failed to hold on to record the victory that's so bad right how has that been allowed to happen that many times to put that into perspective if the Buccaneers defense had held out every single time he would have 18 game-winning drives, which would tie Matt Stafford and Derek Carr 
each with 18 game-winning drives, which is the most of anybody since Winston came into the league in 2015. That's more than Russell Wilson with 17 and Drew Brees with 17. Oh, dear. So, and, and this goes to my point. You've got Jared Goff, and, and I'm not a Winston truther. I don't think Winston is the long-term future of the Buccaneers franchise. But he is slated every single week as being a terrible player in the NFL who arguably has put his side into winning positions where his side, and his defense in particular, have let him down twice as often than he has won games. That's bizarre. And yet you've got Jared Goff paid $160 million, a number one pick as well, who everyone thinks is a good quarterback but he's thrown 18 touchdowns in 17 games with 17 interceptions and 17 fumbles which leads the league in that time craziness it's amazing how narrative takes over the the nfl to a degree and you know again i'm not a winston truther i'm not saying winston is good enough to win a super bowl i i'm i'm completely believe that james winston is incapable of winning a super bowl but i do believe he is a He's a t- he's a quarterback that can take a team to the playoffs because anyone that can operate a two minute drill in the NFL successfully, like he has done many times, regardless of whether they've hold on to win the game or not, he still delivered them the opportunity to win the game. And obviously, he's thrown games away in that time, but that is why he he won't win you four games in a row in the playoffs, which is why he won't win you a Super Bowl. But he get you the playoffs. He's a nine win, ten win quarterback easily. That's some stat. This, okay. I, yeah, it's what shocking. a way to finish, man. Yeah, I still I can't believe that. That's so many games the defense have lost. Yeah, man. In the final four minutes of games, I know, I know. It's just like one stop and you're in. One stop, you get the ball, take a knee or go. Should I tell you what else is shocking, Murph? What? I'm taking over the takeover tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. big yeah. boys on. Yeah, I've had enough. I not really. I mean, you know. I'm going on. Lee's not there. I'm going to whip Ash into shape. It's going to be fun and games. Unfortunately, Rush Nation, I am not on the guest pod this week. Didn't have time to jump on, but my boy Murph has got a good one for you coming Thursday. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Cats out of the bag. We've, we've recorded it. It is uh, David Matic. He is... Uh, go check out his podcast. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Um, but he is... Uh, do you know... He, he he won his first fantasy football league when he was eight years old. Top banana. So top guy, really a lot of fun. Does a great podcast called the Take Cast. Uh, he's joining the show Thursday. We have recorded it. There is some absolute gold for your week eleven lineups. So if you've got any plans, envisions on winning your playoffs and to do that, winning week eleven to get into your playoffs, download Thursday's pod. We'll also better. download tomorrow's pod, download yesterday's pod with the waiver wire, download, download all the pods, pod. go Just to the website, hit us up on iTunes, give us those five stars reviews and ask Murph absolutely anything as long as it's legal and safe for work. Yes, safe for the pod to put out. But yeah, um, but seriously, the, the ratings, are, the reviews are so important and we keep talking about it for those that have listened for all time. And do you know what? If you are a loyal listener, you listen every single week. Borrow your wife's iPhone and or iPad or whatever and, and, and write a review on there. We really appreciate it because we are starting to rank in... So we are the 117th most uh, or ranked 
football podcast. Now, that's not just American football. That's just they group all football. So that's proper football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Depends on how your terminology is. Where right? you are in the world. But football and NFL and everything. So, you, you know, we, we want to break the top 100. We rank against some very good pods. Uh, pods I listen to, we rank above, which baffles me. Um, but at the same token... We'd just like to get more people listening, and it means we can do more. And we have a good number of reviews, but we just need more reviews coming in because they really help boost the pod. So even if you just write a few lines, whatever, just five stars reviews, please. It's just we're an independent podcast. We don't get paid to do this. We, you know, people people do think we get paid, and we don't. No, sir. you know, we, we get some like we you hear adverts in the podcast they they literally don't even cover the beers <laughs> so listen please do um help us out because then we can we can do more for you and you know we put a lot of time into this and we answer your questions and we get on twitter and i think we can safely say we've helped a lot of people win a lot of games this year and we build a good community with listener leagues and everything else and we've done the fcc which is now in the final eight which is mad <laughs> it's a crazy tournament not long left we will do sign ups for 2020 we're going to look at a new platform to do that on yes because Fantrax has hurt this year <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah listen just thanks for everything guys I really appreciate it we love doing the pods we love doing four a week for you and just help us out a little bit just by doing doing that for 20 us. seconds 20 seconds just leave us a little 20 second review and if you've written us a review write your wife's review because we'll we'll do a, a another competition at some point we'll do it soon we promise and anyone that's written a review will be entered into every single competition that we do you heard it here first first nation download monday's pod download today's pod download tomorrow download thursday enjoy your week 11 Yes. I'm so lost. I am so lost right it's now. It's going so station. quickly. So, you know, yeah. we've only got three, four weeks of the regular season left. And then playoffs, playoffs baby. And then we're only six weeks away from the end of it. But, you know, we never stop. Three, six, five, fantasy football. Rush Nation, as always, this has been a pleasure. And until you hear me next week, Murph's here on Thursday. Keep rushing. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 